Today on the Shrewd Dudes Podcast, we are going to talk about a bunch of different things. Because we missed out on last Thursday, we are going to have double the dose of satire. And I think everybody is going to enjoy that. Because it's enjoyable. Admit it. You know it to be true. (laughs) (laughs) Then we're going to briefly talk... find this enjoyable. Yeah, then we're going to briefly talk about Biden condemning Florida's new kind of sexual education program, which Mm. is aimed to protect children from predators Mm. like Biden. In our rant of the week, we're going to talk about all the stuff which the government is trying to do to stop the Freedom Convoy truckers. The temper tantrums. Oh, yes. It's all temper tantrums, and we know that to be true. Mm -hmm. Then in our shrewd check, we're going to address this cringiest cringiest trailer about some critical race theory garbage. About whiteness and blackness and POC, POV, POS. Mm-hmm. All of that. So we're going to check it and we're going to debunk it because it's nonsense. Mm-hmm. Then finally, in our Douche of the Week segment, we're going to have, again, a double dose for you in double the Ottawa Douche, Douche Twins. Jim Watson and Peter Slowly. All of that. Mm-hmm. And more on the Shrewd Dudes podcast. All righty, all righty. Welcome back to another Thursday. Hey. I know it's exciting okay, that, to be back on a Thursday. It's been like three weeks. Well, it's, yeah, it's been two almost... last since last week. <laughs> well, we no two it's weeks. Been... It's been two weeks. It's we been two weeks week. since we we. Well, no, it's actually been three since we did a regular Thursday show. That's because right. Because we did, we like, did uh, the special. we did the convoy love stream. So That's it's right. been a while since we've done like douche of the week and all these other segments, and it's been a long time That's since right. I've had to do a proper intro. But I did and that was fine. That was a that was a funny intro. Like I, I almost like almost got like flashes of like William Shatner in your whole thing. Like today on the Shrewd Dude Podcast, we're gonna <laughs> talk about this, and it's gonna be awesome. <laughs> that was and like... the Klingons <laughs> are coming. Stop them, Spock. We must, <laughs> we must fire the phasers. I'm going for the Oscar. This year. <laughs> William Shatner's hilarious. <laughs> so funny. Oh boy. He's so old, but I'm just like, oh, that's cute. <laughs> it's hilarious because, of course, like, Shatner is just, like, exceptionally overacting in Star Trek. And yeah. then you get to, like, Jean-Luc Picard and Patrick Stewart, and it's just like, you are way too overqualified to be in this show. Because <laughs> he's just, like, above and beyond everybody else. That's it's just like way too I good. see yeah. four lights. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Greatness. Greatness. Patrick Anyways, Stewart. quick update like, on how everybody Shut goes. up, Wesley. I know. Shut up, Wesley. How was your day? <laughs> Daniel. Well, it's got a lot better than Wesley's. Uh I'll I'm sure. Say. I'm sure. Um it was good. Good. Uh lots of work, lots of uh, awesomeness. Um 
I just, um, yeah, my, my work, my work's been interesting. Like, you know, it's just been like, it's, I, I'm starting to appreciate my job a lot more these days, especially with everything that's going on. Like, you know, like you don't really appreciate things until you realize how lucky you are to have them. Oh, yeah. That's kind of where I'm at very much. So how about you? Like I'm, I feel like server asking you, like, you know, how should you put like a big chunk of food in your mouth? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no, like I was, I was glad well. that I managed to find a job that didn't require me to do crazy amount of tests, to require to be vaccinated. Yeah. Like my the job or that I left. Diaper. Well, the the job that I left, it was like, oh, like whenever you enter the client's house, you have to wear a face shield. It's like nobody does that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You have to wear a face mask. It's like, well, no. Mm -hmm. We're in the we're in the house all the time. And I'm not, no. And he, mm -hmm. like, the client would take it off. And I'm like, mm -hmm. okay. He took it off. He took it off. Took it uh -huh. off of you? Or... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. Yeah. I'm like, mm -hmm. what am I going to do? The client took it off my face. Mm -hmm. I can't stop right. him. Because that would Out be violence or assault and whatever. Out of my control. Can't really do yeah. it. I can't do anything about this power dynamic. Ooh. <laughs> but because we could go on about these all these things all day, let's Good. jump into our first satire of the week, mm. which you all know is going to be hilarious. hilarious. So, yeah. Here are ten dangerous extremists attending the trucker protests. A baby <laughs> FBI farmer and a goose. Gotta love so it. we're going to do one, two, one, two, like we usually do. They're all trouble, man. They're all I trouble. I know, I know. So, Canada's trucker protest against vaccine mandates is generating headlines worldwide. But what you probably don't realize is that it's full of extremist groups. We will stop at nothing to tear down our merciful and benevolent government in the name of freedom. Ugh, the Babylon Bee has made a, been made aware of at least ten groups that will have you trembling in fear. Take note, parents. This is what your <laughs> kids grow up to become. If you let them read the Tuttle Twins, they really like pushing these Tuttle Twins books. They really, really do. You know, All right. Fun. All right. So I'm going to do the first one. The food mm. truck drivers. They're just like ah! regular truck drivers, except they provide nourishment to fascists. Ugh. It's always, it's always a by association. Mm -hmm. uh, the Christians. They just will not stop talking about how Jesus is Lord. Amen. Heresy. We will have, oh, we have no king but Trudeau. <laughs> All oh. hail Trudeau. All hail. Ooh, that, that stings my mind just saying it. Three <laughs> little kids, their carefree innocence is ticking, is a ticking alt-right time bomb that could blow up at any minute. Do not be fooled by their joyful laughter. They're up to no good, I'm telling I you. I know. Farmer, number four, Farmer John. Just a regular farmer, but he questions vaccines. Pure evil. Oh, no. That's FBI right. Agent Steve Cranston. This FBI agent is known for his involvement in the plot to kidnap Governor Whitmer and for storming the Capitol on January 6th. You know he's there somewhere. He's yeah. there. He's just he's hiding in plain sight, telling mm -hmm. you. He's the number Ray six. X. Number six, not just geese, but Canadian geese. Oh no. The honking will never end as long as the death cult reigns in the skies. By the way, have you seen like the great memes about that, Stephen? Mm -hmm. You've had like one where like they've arrested a, a Canadian goose in the back of a police cruiser, and I'm like, so good, so good. Yeah. That's become kind of like the big thing. It's been awesome. Yeah, Hannah and Zebediah, a mm. local Mennonite homeschooling couple with twelve kids, literal domestic terrorists. Uh, I already try to do like overpopulate the planet. I Dude. know. 
Number eight. I'm going to all the animal ones. Um, there you are. A Canadian moose appears to be just grazing, but is doing so in solidarity with the truckers. And that's just not cool. Not every cool, time, every not time cool. I okay, you probably have a similar impression every time somebody says not cool. Not cool, bro. And it's whenever I think of the words not cool, I think of last man standing. Whenever Chuck says not cool, and he's like, not cool. <laughs> I do that. that I, awesome. that, I love I that. I use guy. that gif all the time. It's just like <laughs> Not cool. Racism of low expectations. Not cool. Not cool. <laughs> <laughs> I liked him way more than his than his wife. His wife was a way was oh, sassy, yeah. but in a bad way. Especially well, and then they would they when they replaced her, it was just like, yeah, you suck. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, you just can't you can't pull it off. Yeah, I have many Take things to nine. say about Last Man Standing, but I'm not going to go into it. So Number nine, sure. Grand Mare Beatrice. Suspected of his aiding and abetting the fascists by bringing them hot soup and fuel to power their Nazi trucks. Oh, jerks. Number 10, of course, Justin Trudeau. Look at him out in the open without a mask. He has COVID. He's supposed to be in quarantine. Grandma killer. I know. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so we informed you These those are 10 are dangerous extremists attending the trucker protest. But we have another Watch satire out. because we're just that awesome. Saki. Dang, protest. You scared. I know. Also <laughs> from the Babylon Bee because the Babylon Bee is basically the king of satire these days because, you know, so the good. onion refuses to satirize the left. And then there's the Bieber 10 and they're, they're kind of hit and miss. Yeah. So, Pisaki says everyone will have to show proof of vaccination before receiving free crack pipe. <laughs> so Washington, the Biden administration will be providing free crack pipes to crack addicts, but only if they can show valid proof of vaccination against COVID-19. Jen Psaki <laughs> shared further details regarding Biden's new proposal during her daily press briefing. The president feels, and we agree, that people are going to smoke crack anyway. We might as well give them safe crack so they can hit a sweet high without fear of overdose. We're doing this to save black lives, but only if they're vaccinated. Polling data shows the African-American community has the highest vaccine hesitancy in the country due to fears exacerbated by the Tuskegee experiment and that time the CA created a crack epidemic to kill off all the black people. Now the Biden administration is working to restore racial equity by further fueling the epidemic the government got them addicted to in the first place. Mm, if so you thoughtful. won't inject yourself with an experimental vaccine, then you can't be trusted to use anything but black tar heroin. Bensaki. No safe zones or crack for crack cocaine until we're sure you're not going to infect others with a mild disease. Whoopi Goldberg emerged from her suspension to question why her community was being enabled to slip deeper into a dangerous addiction, but then she was cancelled again for being ignorant. <laughs> oh, that one was such a good one. Such a oh, good one. Oh, man. I love... love. And so, if you haven't heard, like, just a brief rundown. Yes. This is only partially satire. The American federal government is using $30 million to provide black addicts with mm. drugs. Yeah. Which at one point in time did include crack pipes. And then when the conservative media was like, you're literally what supplying blacks with crack pipes. What the heck is wrong with you? No, no. What they said in their exact wording was, what the damn hell? Yeah, what the damn hell. <laughs> well, it was like, 
and I've had that reaction to when they are like, oh yeah, like we want to introduce safe injection sites, and I'm like, what the damn mm-hmm. hell? Mm-hmm. This is so What's stupid. Hell? <laughs> well, it's, it's the idea. It's, it's 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 uh it's I, a leftist policy that I've I never know. understood, and I've never understood how Christians justified. It's like, hey, by the way, I just found out my daughter, like you know, my daughter is like cutting herself like all the time. So basically, I. I, I'm going out of my way and making sure that I buy her like razor blades, but like really sanitized ones, like sanitized, really clean, clean sanitized razor blades. Razor blades. Like she cuts herself in I don't environment. want her, I just don't want her to get an infection. That's that's really yeah. like I'm a caring parent. Be like, mm-hmm. you're a horrible human being. What's wrong yeah. with you? Oh yeah, okay. and it's like, well, I sold my daughter into sex slavery, but yeah. I made sure that everyone was safe from gonorrhea and STDs. Mm, very thoughtful. Very it's thoughtful. like, no, no, that's <laughs> still a bad thing. You need thing. to stop that and stop it now. It, it's it's like uh, there's like racism of low expectations, but there's also like charity of low expectations. Yes. Where like the problem is that, no, these people have an addiction. The goal is to get them off of this addiction, not to not to make their addiction easier. Mm-hmm. And that's what these do. Like I, I like you're not actually making the problem. You're not fixing the problem and helping people escape addiction, yeah. which is what's destroying them. You're helping them to, and you're not only are you helping them, but you're making it normal. Yeah. So that they're less likely to, to seek an escape from their addiction. Yeah. Right? So America. Well, you're you're like, making it so the they're consistently dependent on the government for financial aid and support. And you're mm-hmm. basically, just like it said in the article, you're creating a system mm-hmm. where you have an entire class and group of society, which is entirely at your beck and call. Well, it's it's a um, it's a culture of ena- it's a culture of enablement. Yes, it right? is. You're enabling people in their in their addiction, not helping them. And this is why, like, like the fact that that the Ameri- American Democrats are so big on this is terrible. Like, it really is. I, I, oh, I, I, I know. wish it would stop this uh, this whole approach. Yeah, but yeah. Hmm. Mm. Yeah. Not much else to say about that. It's bad. Let's stop it. Back. Stop handing out crack pipes, you stupid morons. Uh. Yeah, but something else that the Biden administration is doing, but this is they're reacting to. Yeah, that was a terrible conversion, and I'm ashamed <laughs> of it. You, you know, there's no way. There's there's no way to talk about it. crack pipes. It. Talking about crack pipes to go to sexual sexual education. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, say no to crack pipes. Yeah. Say no to crack and say no to gender transformations. Yep. So Biden slams hateful Florida bill limiting early childhood gender sexual education. So President Biden condemned a pending piece of Florida legislation that is designed to limit young students' exposure to conversations about gender and sexual orientation before they've matured. While proponents believe it's important to protect children's innocence, Biden interpreted it as a bigoted attack on gay kids. Mm -hmm. I want every member of the LGBTQ i plus community especially the kids who will be impacted by this hateful bill and that mm-hmm. you are loved and accepted just the way you are he tweeted tuesday i have your back and my administration will continue to fight for the protections and safety you deserve okay okay can i just say something mm-hmm. only only democrats leftists and marxists like we like we have everywhere think that a a, a law that like like mm-hmm. removes force yeah. is somehow hateful and horrible like in what way are these gay gay kids impacted by this law? It's like we're not going to talk about that. We're just going to talk about science, math, history, 
We're not going to die. Mm-hmm. Like, force indoctrinate you. Like, it was like, well, we're just going to talk about something else. How dare How you? How dare you not encourage I'm being them to erased. transition like, or push yes. them into doing it? Well, it's it's very similar to this whole Bill C4 thing. It's like, well, it's mm-hmm. only okay to have these discussions if you're promoting the kind of sexual mantra of today's left. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, what's like biblical conservative sexuality? It's like, well, save for marriage and you should not be engaging in it with everyone who comes your way. You should be treating it as a very sacred and a very special thing. Mm-hmm. And that you yeah. should not be talking flippantly about it with your kids because mm-hmm. they're not ready for that conversation. Well, and the, the idea is that, like, you know, nobody, like, is, this bill is, isn't even going as far as saying you can't talk about it. It's just saying, like, we're just not going to talk well, about it. We're going to delay early. talking about it. Yes. I don't like, know. I, appropriate time. Well, I, I compare it to the Ontario bill that passed a few years back. Mm. And, like, I looked at the wording of that bill, and it was like, oh, yes, we're going to teach grade two students about masturbation. Mm-hmm. We're going to teach grade three students about anal penetration. And I'm like, how on earth would you think that this is acceptable? It's not. Yeah, and of the, course, the, the hidden, the hidden mm-hmm. truth behind it is that they expect that these children are going to start having like crazy forms of sex mm-hmm. early. And yeah. by talking about it early, you're pretty much guaranteeing that that's going to happen. Well, because they're that's gonna be, the problem. Like, the entire mantra that they're going off is like, well, if we don't talk about it away. Then, or like what they say is their mantra, then they'll look it up anyway. And it's like, you really think a grade two and grade three students are going to be looking up these, these things? No, mm-hmm. they're not. Mm-hmm. They're going to be like, if they get access to the internet, which like, if you have a grade three student or if you have a kindergartner, like my son, my son does not access the internet by himself unless it's to watch Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. And it's on my Xbox. Mm-hmm. And it's limited in how much he can watch, and he they have their own profiles, so it's limited in like what he can watch. Mm-hmm. But I don't just say here's Google because that would be nonsense. Well, I mean, like if you really think about it, like no child should be having sex before even like even before mm-hmm. puberty. That's unthinkable. Mm-hmm. Like there's no child who should be having sex before puberty, and that that starts at like bare minimum 10 years old yep. if not older okay but you're th- you're th- you're thinking of having like grade twos talk about like sex at an yep. age where a they're not even sexually mature b um they're they're not like emotionally they're not even thinking about that because like you know kids don't even get feelings until much later in their lives like this is the kind of thing you're actually yep. you're actually almost making it guaranteed well, that you're, you're pushing it on them way too early and they're just gonna be like oh what's curiosity is going to be what's driving them yeah yeah the 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 big lie and this is the big lie obviously like there's like this what biden says there's what the democrats say but really what is really the ultimate goal behind this is that they want to sexualize your kids yeah it's your, they want to turn your yeah, kids into sexual they, deviants they want to propagandize to your kids conversations they want to they want to they want to essentially recruit kids into the lgbt yeah. you know groups which is why these groups are exploding. Oh yeah, like what was it? Forty uh, percent you know, of Gen Z identifies as LGBTQIA. Yeah. It's like, oh my yeah. gosh, that doesn't make any sense. Well, because 
Like, you know, for historically, it's been like the population of like the gay community has been like, what, 3%? Like, well, historically. Like, and that's that's only historically from the past 20 years. Or the past, yeah. like, every single generation, mm-hmm. every single, every decade, it's increased by almost tenfold. Like, yeah, in, but, but in the 80s, it, we had a less than 1%. In the 90s, it jumped up a little more to above 1%. In the 2000s, mm-hmm. it was, like, up to 3 to 4%. And now, we're seeing, like, I'd have to double-check this poll result, but I think we're now seeing, amongst, like, the younger generations, we are seeing mm-hmm. a 10%. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they're, it's now seen as cool and, like, almost oh, yeah. expected. Well, it's yeah, like, you if want to claim victimhood. You, well, it's, it's part of the social, uh, so you know, social like, hierarchy. Yeah, it is. And then you want to you want to be something. It's it's boring and odd to be like, you know, like heterosexual or cisgender yeah. or what. Well, then um, you're privileged. Yeah. yeah. And you can't be privileged because then everyone will blame all their problems on you. Mhm. And you want to be the one who blames your problems on other people. Yeah. Yeah, so no like it's it's um, hierarchy. Yeah, so like this is what I this is what I like to see. I like to see uh governors like Ron DeSantis actually doing things. That are legitimately like you know taking care Descentist of. Just twenty twenty four. That's right. Gotta get the press. <laughs> Gotta get mom. Gotta get mom. Yeah. But yeah, this this is what you want to see. Unfortunately, it's not. You're not seeing it anywhere else. Like you know, like very few governors, very few premiers in Canada, especially, are doing anything to protect kids like this. Oh no. Uh, which is really really. It's sad. basically just leaving them to the predations of the school system. Oh, to the wolves. And... Oh yeah, so the well, and the school system is the wolves. Yeah, they are. Like we've seen what the school system has done during the time of mm-hmm. COVID with the sex ed stuff. With yeah. like we've seen videos on TikTok. We've mm-hmm. seen videos on TikTok of a a preschool teacher who was just like, "I'm non-binary," and I convinced my kids to call me non-binary. And it's like, then you're abusing the kids, and you should be instantly fired. And then the another teachers, well, it's like, well, they're not talking about sexual identity, per se. But they're like, well, we have to do the Pledge of Allegiance, but I took down the American flag, so I had my kids do the Pledge of Allegiance to the Rainbow Pride flag. Mm. It's like, oh my gosh, no! Like, if parents were aware of all this crap that ended up in their schools, they would take them out almost immediately. Yeah, it's becoming becoming a nightmarish... Schools are becoming the most nightmarish place you can send your kids. It's almost Mm -hmm. like... Public public schools, let's keep that in mind. Well... Well, like you know, the, I don't. They're not public schools; they're government schools. Yeah, they're basically they're like schools. you know, they are they're, because they are. They're funded by government, and they basically push government indoctrination onto your children. And all that. It's basically like no different than entrusting your children to like you know somebody with like a skeevy like you know background who like uh, smells like marijuana and you know like clearly sells like, TVs has, out of their van. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Like, that's basically what you're doing, like because the, these people are. They, these people feel like they are entitled to your children, yep. which is a problem. So if you're a parent, um, I mean, it, it's coming around to the time where if you're sending your children off to to government schools, you're almost, you're kind of almost like leaving them open to attack. And yep. sadly, I think if you're a parent, you and particularly a parent of a young kids and all that, you have to start maybe start to make plans into how to avoid that that nightmare because you're basically abandoning your kids to the yep. enemy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Big time. And like it's it's so unfortunate 
Like, I think back to even when I was in school, and I graduated, of course, like 13 years ago from high school, and I went to a public Catholic school for my, like, first five years. And none of this was even... This is unheard of. Like, parents had a direct say in what was taught to their kids. The school was not trying to hide what was taught. But now it's an active part of school life. It's like, well, we can't tell you that. We can't tell you that your child decided when they're in school to gender transition. But. Uh, I tell you. The world is getting a dark and terrible place. So we have to stand against it. Yep. We stand for truth. Stand for decency. Mm-hmm. And stand against mm-hmm. tyrannical and sadistic governments. And we always will. Yeah, yes. But. I agree. Before we move on, or well, let's move on now to the rant of the week. Because we have to talk more about sadistic and douchey governments. Here we go. Red alert. Okay. So, opening up about sadistic and douchey governments, let's... Uh, oh, quick, yeah, go for quick, it. Quick notice, uh, just just for for you, Stephen. Uh, you might want to switch around the order because I, I realize you didn't do it right. Uh, the oh. tube one should go before the Rebel News one, just in case. But feel free to keep going. The the Doctor Evil one. Well, don't give it away, but yes. No, I think it should go afterwards. Okay. I will explain why. I will explain why. Uh, okay. All right. On so CTV News. Ontario court freezes access to donations for truckers' protests from Gids and Go. Ontario government says that it has successfully petitioned a court to freeze access to millions of dollars donated through online fundraising platform Gids and Go to the truckers' convoy protesting COVID-19 restrictions in Ottawa and at several boarding crossings. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. terrible. And yeah, I, was, I, was I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen to my money. Mm-hmm. So a spokeswoman, well, yep. Yeah, like a lot of people were like mad about this today when they saw that because they're like, obviously, like uh, everyone was expecting that um, GoFundMe was going to be like it was likely going to be corrupted because GoFundMe has a terrible reputation uh, for giving in to like political pressure, or, like you know, cancel groups, and it was not a huge surprise that they came, mm-hmm. but. Everyone had high hopes for Gibbs and Go because they, the, the CEO basically said, like, under no circumstances are we going to cancel this or anything like that, right? So mm-hmm. people thought, like, you know, like, hey, like, this guy's going to be good. And then suddenly the government of Ontario uh, decides, like, and this is the thing. The people in Ontario or like, not, not people, the uh, government officials, people in charge, they're crooks. They're literally, like, will, like they're willing to do anything. They're... Mm-hmm. Uh, their 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 motto, as always, like we always say, is "ends justifies the means." Yeah, that seems to be always their way. Um, so it's really it was really sad, and a lot of people were upset about it today. Yeah, yeah. So a spokeswoman for Premier Doug Ford says Ontario's Attorney General brought the application to the Superior Court of Justice, speaking seeking an order that would prohibit anyone from distributing donations made for the website's Freedom 
Con Freedom Convoy 2022 and Adopted Trucker Campaign pages, spokeswoman Ivana Yelik says an order binding any and all parties with possession and control over these donations was issued today. Hmm. And then, of course, it details all what happened, details and we already went into that. Okay. But, so this is terrible, but thankfully, uh, Gifts and Go says it will ignore the Ontario court order to freeze Freedom Convoy funds. So, effectively acting like this. All right, zip it. You, you can't even... Zip it. Zip. Look, all Ladies I'm... and gentlemen of the jury, exhibit A. Number two, would you please back <laughs> Look, me up? Look, I'm Zippy Longstockings. <sighs> I can't... When a problem comes along, <laughs> you must zip it. <laughs> <laughs> it could go on for a while, but it's hilarious, because that's exactly what they did. Zip it. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, we're going to freeze your friends. <laughs> no, you're not. We're American. Zip it. <laughs> <laughs> So in defiance of the order, the U.S.-based organization said that the court has no jurisdiction over the decisions and plans to dis disperse the funds to the protesters for whom the crowdfund was created. Thank you, give, send, go. And Danny and I were talking about this earlier. Like, I might just send them an email and be like, we will give you free sponsorship for a month for this because you're awesome. <laughs> so the crowdfunding website raising funds for the Freedom Convoy protest in Ottawa said they will be ignoring the order by the Ontario Superior Court to freeze the Keras Fund. In defiance of the order, the U.S.-based organization said that the court has no jurisdiction over its decisions and plans to disperse the funds to protesters for whom the credit fund was created. Know this, Kenda has absolutely zero jurisdiction over how we manage our fund here at Gifts and Go. All funds to every campaign on Gifts and Go flow directly to the recipients of those campaigns, not the least of which is the Freedom Convoy campaign. Thank you, Gifts and Go. Amen. Yeah, you guys Amen. are great. Amen. We will continue to love and support you for a while. But unfortunately, uh -huh. there are Canadians who these mandates and overreach are applicable to. And yeah. here's just one example of that. So this is a story from someone named Nadine. She's part of the uh, convoy, the yeah. convoy group on Facebook. So this That's is, how they got, got her. Yeah, this is her post. And she, of course, provides video evidence of what she's saying. Tonight at 5.30, I was making dinner and there was a knock. We live in the farm. My daughter thought I may have been a customer. She opened the door and there was a police officer there. I heard her speaking, so I came to the front door where the OPP officer asked me if I was Nadine. Not knowing that this was about, I answered yes. She then proceeded to tell me that because of my activity on Facebook and in a particular group which supported the freedom movement and mandates and in support of the Freedom Convoy, that she was at my home to give me literature about peaceful protest. I immediately asked her to wait a moment, and went and got my phone, I started recording. And of course, you see in the video, is not no pay officer politely coming to my home to give me information. This is a violation of my privacy in any way, intimidation tactics, and a huge waste of my tax dollars, so of course, will not be tolerated. Hmm. So this is the card for the o OPP officer. This is what uh -huh. they sent, or that what they gave her. And this is the video, which you can of course watch, and we'll give the link in the description. And of course, uh -huh. on our website. This is this is really scary stuff. Mm -hmm. Like it's it's reminiscent, of course. Danny and I were just talking before the show. It's reminiscent of the video of the woman who got arrested in Australia for publicly saying that she would go to a freedom protest. Mm -hmm. And she's like, "Oh, I'm getting ready to go to an ultrasound," and they're like, "Nope, you're not going to the ultrasound. You're under arrest." She's like, "What? You can't do that." Like, mm -hmm. I didn't do anything wrong. I just said that I supported and I was going to go. And it's like, well, that is. That's a crime now. 
Mm-hmm. And it's like, no. Me say like me posting something on Facebook about my support of a certain movement. Yes, it's oppositional to the government does not make me a criminal. Mm-hmm. And like if the OPP officer was actually honest, she'd be like, well, I've been told to do this, so I'm going to throw this away. Apparently, I'm supposed to give this to you. But mm-hmm. we all know that the Freedom Convoy is actually how peaceful protest is supposed to operate. Yeah. Because there hasn't been any violent activity. There hasn't been any assaults or any confrontations that are significant. Nothing they haven't post. burned down any buildings. They're not mostly mm-hmm. peaceful, like BLM and Antifa. <laughs> yeah. They should be ta- BLM and Antifa should be taking notes from the Freedom Convoy truckers, and of really course, should. I'm guessing that nobody in BLM or Antifa got one of these notifications about how to peacefully protest because no. they're a state-sponsored protest. Well, the the thing is, like this is this is becoming, uh, this is becoming a trend all across Canada, and it's just it's really shameful. Like here mm-hmm. here in Coots, Alberta, and the protest there. Like the, what they they had the protest in Coots, and so what did the, the police start doing? They started blocking off the roads so that people can join the protest, and so they created another protest right where the cops were, yeah. and then they created another blockade mm-hmm. for like you know to keep people from getting to that blow. Like it's it's basically obstructionism by the police, and yeah. and that was just stupid. Um, in in Toronto, I saw this video um, that that they were going to have a protest in Toronto, and the police show up. And they they basically blockade all access to the you know the actual place where they're going to have the protest yeah. as an effort to try to like obstruct people under stupid guidelines. Yeah. Like the, the 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 worst thing about this stuff, the way that the government's acting, they 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 treat people like like they're stupid. They think like you know people are just stupid enough that they yeah. they will believe your whatever like, you tell excuses. them as long as you do it in the guise of government. Yeah, I mean, under the guise of safety is always the oh, yeah. supposed supposed justification. Let's put the Jews the, in ghettos for your safety. Well, it's and it's it's problematic because what they're doing here is that the government's basically telling you, "Oh, we're going to scare you, and we're going to use tactics." This is what they're doing. They're they're literally using psychological tactics to try to scare people into not protesting. This is not how a fair, honest and you know, like you know, like um, decent society. You know, decent society works. This is how a like communist-style government acts. Yeah. I've seen videos of people who went down to Cuba, and they would get like random little like visits from from police officers that are meant to scare them mm-hmm. into behaving themselves. Yeah, and then you get like you know all sorts of like little things like that. This is like the lady in the video. Like I we didn't watch it, but. The, the police officer, she was really nice. Oh, yeah. But I'm like, I don't care how nice you are. The fact that you yep. went out of your way <clears throat> to visit someone and you don't even have an you did something wrong. Well, even if, even if you're nice in doing something heinous, you're like, mm-hmm. hi there. I hope you're having a great day. But I'm going to arrest yeah. you now for being a dissident to the state. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that just lovely? It's, it's, it's like, like that guy. No, it's like the, it's not. It's like that guy from, uh, from Inglorious Bastards. Like the guy who shows up at the beginning and he's like, you know, like, can I have a you know glass of your delicious milk? You know, yeah. he just seems like such a nice guy, and then you realize like he's like legitimately a monster. You're like, oh, yeah, that, that third sour really quick. Are you, you know? are you Jews? Yeah, the Jews are you're you're a hiding enemy to the state under your floorboards, aren't you? It's like yeah. yes, yes, <laughs> yes. 
So it, it's this is speaking. This is oh yeah, problematic. Okay. Right? Yeah, it's problematic. But speaking of the Jews, <laughs> let's see orange juice, yeah. the real juice. So <laughs> this is a hoax. Which anti-Semitic leaflet was a hate hoax pushed by legacy media and left-wing politicians. So this was a picture of the kind of left-wing anti-Semitic hoax. Report of the anti-Semitic document supposedly found at the Freedom Convoy in Ottawa has been debunked as a hoax despite being pushed by legacy media and politicians as fact. In a now deleted tweet, uh. the Canadian Anti-Hate Network Chair Bernie Farber posted a photo of the anti-Semitic flyer he claimed a friend had found at the site of the Ottawa Freedom protests. Oh, Taken by a, a friend in Ottawa liar. at the occupation, said Farber a in a sensitive tweet. Dirty liar. Apparently, like, in plain sight. Yeah. Yeah, they're just so, saying all these people are Jewish. No, 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 no. They said that, uh, what, okay, so the, the, the whole idea of this flyer is that it's supposed to, like, uh, be an anti Semitic flyer because it mm -hmm. suggests that, oh, like, this is all a Jewish world conspiracy and basically like you know that that, that the jews are the bad guys yeah. they're taking over the world and all that the oh, and problem like, there is there are some... actually stupid people who believe that crap of course but even if even if even if let's say you find a flyer like that in downtown you don't got a clue who in the mm -hmm. world put that out there or where any it came idiot from have, any idiot could have printed it off in their printer and dropped it off just in a bench mm -hmm. Just to make the protesters look bad. Oh, yeah. The fact that like the the head of the anti hate network, which is basically a like literally a government paid organization Shill. that's designed to they're mercenaries. Yeah, they're political they mercenaries. They, well, they attack anyone who's a dissident of the state and label them a hate group. Yes, and they're paid for it. So mm -hmm. the fact that like the head of that organization did this is like you know it's ridiculous. But but here's what happened. They got busted because somebody, some internet sleuths, which is amazing, they realized, oh, how about this? This flyer, the person holding it, seems to have the exact same background as a similar flyer that was yeah. like you know posted in Florida several weeks before. Hmm, how about that? It's like it's like basically a carbon copy. So what they did is not only did they prove that. This was clearly mm -hmm. a hoax, but they proved that the guy from um, the uh, anti-hate network completely he lied. Fabricated the whole story. He fabricated it when he said a, a friend like found this. It's like obviously he's lying because he didn't find it. He found he found a picture and to supposedly legitimize it, he basically like you know tried to you know mm -hmm. like pass it off as like some friend found this. So he like then he can't say I found this right. Yeah. But he's a liar, and that's the problem. Mm -hmm. Oh, and like if this was actually being handed out at the Freedom Convoy, somebody would look at this and they would tear it up. Oh, of course. I just think it's hilarious that they try and accuse like the he/she Rachel Levine, which is a transgender, to be a Jew. <laughs> when, if you actually understand the Old Testament, it's like, oh, what would you do to those people? You would stone them. Mm-hmm. So not a Jew. When you really think about it too, like like look at all the people that are being named in that. Most mm -hmm. are American. Yep. Like like this is a Canadian protest and they're pointing out American people. It's like you think that they would point out Canadian government yep. officials, not American ones. Not American mm. ones. I mean anybody so the problem here the the problem here is that um the see Everyone is so desperate 
both in the Ottawa uh, like authorities and, and the, the like establishment government, media everyone in, in Ontario. They literally have to resort to lying mm-hmm. in order to try to discredit. Well, anything to in, try uh, and get public approval away from these people. Yeah. And thankfully, according to the story, accusations against the truckers are vicious and baseless. Yeah, there's a lot of like independent media is doing a great yeah. job of. And this has been written, this was written by John Carpe. Police and politicians lack evidence when attacking the truckers' accusations against the truckers are vicious and baseless. Uh, police chief Peter Slowly, which we're going to talk about talk later, later. <laughs> does not mince word when attacking the truckers and ordinary Canadians who are now protesting peacefully in Ottawa. They plan to stay until the charter rights and freedoms that politicians took away are restored. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about most of that later. Mm-hmm. But the accusations of Chief Slowly and GoFundMe are invented out of thin air and discredited by thousands of videos and photographs showing Uh truckers shoveling snow, beating the homeless, and behaving responsibly and respectfully. But in woke 2022, who needs facts when attacking political opponents? Prime Minister Trudeau has compared Canada's peaceful truckers to Americans who stormed the U.S. Capitol, Uh stating, having a group of people who disagree with the outcome of an election who want to go in a different way and bring an alternative government as a non-starter in a responsible democracy. Uh He also likened the small fringe minority... Truckers with their unacceptable views <coughs> to those who hurl insults and abuse at small business workers and steal foods from the homeless. Those yeah, it's it's fun. It's funny when I listen to like Trudeau, all I can think of is like, you know, can somebody please point out that he's a freaking liar? Like, you mm-hmm. know, like he says so many verifiably false statements yeah. that it, it's it's almost like criminal that nobody's oh, calling him on. It is that. criminal. Like it's, well, like, it's, it's you're a liar. You're lying, they... and you're lying to millions of people. Mm-hmm. And like, like that itself should be a problem. Well, and it's absolutely shameful. Like we and we talked about this ad nauseum that our state-sponsored media is just willing to look the other way mm-hmm. because he funds them, mm-hmm. and as long as he funds them, they're willing to post whatever nonsense they tell them to post, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> he can get away with claiming that anyone who opposes him is a racist a nazi a misogynist a sexist a Mm -hmm. homophobe whatever without any Mm -hmm. basis in fact or reality because he is the funder-in-chief of the mainstream media and the establishment media here in canada that's why he can claim things like those who fly racist flags engage in vandalism or dishonor the memory of our veterans and express Mm -hmm. hateful rhetoric violence towards federal citizens and a disrespect not just of science but of the frontline health workers yeah. Like every single like, one of those claims is nonsense. Yeah, the thing is that that's sad is that uh like I, I I mean every so often I'll read through like a global story, global news story or a or a it's or city TV or whatever it is and I'll I'll see them like and they'll 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 actually say things and I'm like that cannot possibly be true. Like it cannot. Like I mean like no. the fact that they're getting away with like one article I read I think it was CTV they basically said that uh, an ambulance was driving through Ottawa mm-hmm. and that protesters in the direction of the truckers picked up rocks and started throwing them at the ambulance. And in my head, I'm like, what? On yeah. what grounds? Like, you know, anything. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just they're making things up out of thin air. And, like, the whole story of the supposed, like, person that went in and tried to steal food from the homeless, first of all, 
in every day, like first of all, if you actually even hear the story, which is false, you you know that they didn't try to steal. They just they they just demand. Supposedly, whoever walked in there demanded to get food, but mm-hmm. they just said no. It's yeah. like that's not stealing. That's a idiot who went in and wanted food and got yeah. mad that they, they didn't give it to them. I was like, yeah. So so verifiable lies, and this is what's really frustrating about the government in our, in our country. Yeah, uh, is that they're liars and nobody even like, even in, in uh, Parliament there was an actual debate and Candace Bergen uh, said like I can't I can't believe the uh, the minister opposite would like resort to making yeah. false statements and then the the speaker stopped there it's like okay we we have to you know like you know we can we, we can, can just ha- we can just skip to that now we mm-hmm. we can't like you know be slandering and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, stuff, you know, because uh, you know, people people are going to say th- truthful statements, and we may disagree about them. Like, no, she's calling out a false statement. Yeah. That's the thing. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so this is the debate so between this Candace Bergen and Justin Trudeau debate on vaccine mandates. Yeah, so she's yeah, been we'll pretty good, but yeah, listen to what she's like, like, This is how because Justin he's talking Trudeau about vaccinations. Gone. We all support vaccines, and ninety percent, as he has said, ninety percent of Canadians have been vaccinated. Yep. Is he suggesting that unless 100% of Canadians are vaccinated, he's not even going to consider opening up and lifting restrictions? Is that what he's trying to tell us? 90% is good for us, and I would say other countries in the world who have less vaccine uptake. Is he saying he's not going to do anything until 100% of Canadians are vaccinated? The Right Honourable Prime Minister. Not only are Canadians tired of this pandemic, of uh, of the challenges we're facing, but they are also, of course, tired of the restrictions, tired of the rules, tired of the lockdowns. That is understandable. Get rid of them. But do you know what helps lift restrictions? Do you know what helps move beyond lockdowns? Vaccinations. More vaccinations. When Canadians get vaccinated, including with our vaccine mandates that ensure the federal public service and anyone getting on planes or trains uh, are vaccinated, that is helped move forward, keep Canadians safe, and most importantly, to keep our frontline health workers who've been heroes during this pandemic from being overwhelmed. And don't fire them. Mr. Speaker, I didn't hear an answer from the Prime Minister. <laughs> Canada is one has one of the highest vaccination rates in the world. Over 90% are vaccinated, as the Prime Minister has said himself. Does the Prime Minister expect 100% of Canadians to be vaccinated to start to think about presenting a reopening plan for our economy and for ending extreme measures? The question is clear. Is that the Prime Minister's objective, to wait for 100% of Canadians to be vaccinated to start giving people hope again? Yes or no? The Right Honourable Prime Minister. Mr. Speaker. The Conservative Party of Canada has spent the past two weeks approving and encouraging these protests across Canada. The Conservatives were their biggest <laughs> spokespeople. They even helped to fundraise for these blockades. And this has had a disastrous impact. Our jobs, mm-hmm. our businesses, <laughs> blockades, and communities have hurt families. And I hope that the Conservative Party will continue with their current position today and continue to call for an end to these blockades. The Honourable Member for Mégantique-Lérable. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. Mm-hmm. And I hope that... 
So uh, Justin Trudeau is, um, he's a masterclass of never of answering the question ever. Yeah. Hey, Mr. Mr. Trudeau, uh, are you wearing a tie or a, uh, or a bow tie today? It's like I have nothing, you know. Like you know, my the member well, office the real is just question, like yeah. like he's he's clearly just like deflecting and about things that the people don't care about. Like I actually we're talking about what's tie. really benefiting Canadians. It's yeah, like, exactly. This yeah, is like, not a difficult like, question, Mr. Trudeau. It's today your birthday. It's like you know, like I I believe that age is important and we all need to respect yeah. people's age. It's like it's like this is what he does. Anyone who and disagrees he is, with me is a racist. Yeah, and and like the question was a fair question. Like, what is his idea? Like, yeah. think about the question. Is like, uh, it, it, like, is the end goal 100 100% vaccinations, which is which is impossible. It is. Doesn't matter what you do, you're never going to get to that to to 100%. It's just never no. going to happen. But it's not good enough for him. And then, like, like they said, like 90% is like Canada has one of the highest vaccination rates in the world. They brag mm -hmm. about that, and yet that's not even good enough, right? So it's like you can tell, like these are the like, I, like I've said to people before, what our government is doing is they're holding us hostage. Yep. And we have to stop talking about this like they are our protectors, like, mm -hmm. like we have Stockholm Syndrome, and start acting and, and talking they are, about how they're, jailers. they're our captors. They are, in, they are improperly keeping us hostage, and they're the ones breaking the law. Yep. They're the ones breaking the charter, breaking all sorts of rules to keep us imprisoned. Yep. And so... Yeah, so this is a good example how dishonest and how um, you know, like malicious the people are mm -hmm. in power. They are like I'm actually starting like the truckers are inspiring, but the the responses from these like from people in government are are, are something else. They really mm -hmm. are. It's, it's pretty incredible how yeah. how wicked they are. They're coming out like the the rats are coming out like crazy. Yeah. So. This is another story. We're going to show a bit of the video. Oh. On Tuesday, an infuriated trucker was confronted by a reporter from the Canadian government-funded CBC. Blasted the reporter, snapping, All oh, you care about your paycheck, you sold your soul a long time ago, after the reporter brought up a statement on Tuesday from the Children's Aid Society of Ottawa. Then there have been, going to, been ongoing reports to CASO, which is the Children's Aid Society, regarding oh. child welfare concerns amid the Ottawa protest. This is another tactic that they're using. Yeah. Before they were stealing gas, then they were threatening people with arrest. Now they're now using they're, child now welfare. They're trying to take kids away from. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Collaborating very closely with the Ottawa Police Service, especially a matter that involves a child who is located in the protest area. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're they're making up like you know supposed like child endangerment law mm -hmm. and things and all that. These so, these people are like yeah. they're this shapers. is this is a video, so we'll watch a bit of it. Did you hear the statement that I yeah. so so that's what I'm here. So like you're saying that my teenagers are threatened for being in Ottawa. Is that well, what you're telling me? I mean, answer you, answer you my heard, question. We've all I'm answered right. questions, you answer mine. Well, are my children in danger from Are my children in danger for being in Ottawa? Well it, it sounds from what my understanding of the Children's Aid Society Are my children in danger for being in Ottawa right now? Tell me yes. What, or what, no. what do you mean by in danger? 
I, you tell me you're coming here trying to say that the children fact are that the danger. children's aid society are, is getting involved you got the like inside scoop because you guys are the messenger for the devil you tell me right now are my no. kids in danger for being here should I send them on the first train out of town well, tell me now it sounds like the children's aid society is saying that so you're saying involved. that my kids are going to get hurt I'm not saying anything I don't well, the all children I'm saying need. is that they put out the statement and I'm looking for your reaction so you so you want you're telling me now that I should be getting my kids out of town because no, they're going to get hurt. Anything. I'm not the RCMP is going to come in here and do what to my kids. What, to do. what are they going to do? What? Because you don't give a shit about nobody. All you care about is your no, paycheck. You sold your soul a long time ago. You sold your soul a long time ago. And you sold your soul a long time ago. Amen. By the way, this is this is something. It's been It's been something I've loved seeing recently. That the media has been getting absolutely annihilated. Like, Stephen, you and I have seen this. We go Facebook to like the people. protests. We go to the protests uh, oh, over the last two years, and people just don't don't talk to to, to the legacy media anymore. Yeah. They avoid them like the plague. Well, it was purpose. it was like the the protest co- the fr- freedom convoy it was like no CBC CTV you can't go. Yeah, yeah. It's only like, independent journalists, and like it didn't matter who the independent journalist was. Mm-hmm. Like I'm sure that if we had shown up, we could have asked a question. Oh, easy. And it would have yeah. been like that would have been would have awesome. Been, that would have been pretty cool, actually. But but the the thing is like, you know, like so CBC, like there was a did you see that video that uh, it was like an older lady. This was when that freedom combo was coming across Canada. Yeah. Older lady, probably from Polish or Ukrainian, and yeah. she was talking to a, a journalist, uh, and they were like asking her questions. She was just roasting them. It was glorious. And then there was another lady downtown um downtown uh, Ottawa as well. Who also confronted the CBC, uh, you know, like you know, news people and all that. Then, so what's happening now? These media, these legacy media outlets are getting so much hatred and so much like just people who just don't like them that they're actually resorting to ridiculous uh, tactics to try to like gain public sympathy. One of them I saw, like I think you, I don't know if you saw it. There was like a. Somebody from CTV News said, "Like, oh, we're taking the the deck that the the, the 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 little deck calls off of our cars." Like, oh CTV yeah, for decals. fear of threats and for violence, fear of threats, because oh, we're oh, we're in danger. It's like, no, really, what yeah. it is is it's, it's a political crap. It's a it's a political like tactic to try to gather sympathy mm-hmm. from the public, but like you're you're basically make but by doing so, you're also making up a completely baseless threat. Yep. It's not based on any actual credible threats. It's just, oh, oh, poor public us. Sense- it's like- well, it's public sentiment is turning against them. And yes. so it's a PR stunt to try yeah. and be like, oh, anyone who comes after CTV and accuses them of being fa- fake news is mm-hmm. issuing a threat to them. Mm-hmm. And therefore, they're part of the fringe. But CTV, like they're part of the proper and righteous group. And they need to be oh, defended. The guy even bragged about how great they are and how oh, proud yeah. he is to work for CTV before mm-hmm. he made that whole statement. Yeah, it's like that. It's like that. Remember that Kathy Newman uh, versus Jordan Peterson yeah. uh, debate, oh, the one man. that happened a few years ago. So what you're saying is he, really she weird. got embarrassed. Yeah, and so what happened with her is when when it turned out that she was basically shown that she was a complete that she got totally owned by mm-hmm. Jordan Peterson. She suddenly that her and her or like her news agency or whatever she worked for, they basically started claiming that like she's getting death threats. Yeah. 
Now, of course, no evidence whatsoever, but they just like, oh, I'm the victim now. I'm the victim. Please, 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 uh, you please know, have don't sympathy come for after me. me anymore and like criticize it's, me. It's a it's a common tire ta- tactic. Um, I will say this: no, not not one of the legacy media deserves uh, your respect, and you shouldn't even be like looking at like I, I don't support them in any way. No, like they are legitimately. Um, completely and totally lost all credibility and they have to earn it. They can't just ask for it. They have yeah. to earn it. Right. Yeah. You do not, you do not get to be seen as honest and respectable. You earn that. No, no, you, like, have you to, should like, be, you should be your... treated with decency <laughs> at all. Like it doesn't matter who you are. You should be treated with decency, sure. but you have to earn our trust and our respect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the Ottawa police need to relearn and re-earn our trust and our respect. The Justice Center has become aware that the auto police are seizing fuel, that individuals mm-hmm. want to donate to truckers who are part of the Freedom Convoy and their reports of truckers having been arrested. Quote, yeah. it's winter in Canada. Protesting publicly in freezing temperatures requires the truckers to have fuel to stay warm. Confiscation of fuel jeopardizes the personal safety of the peaceful protesters. Hmm. You know, speaking of like somebody like, you know, calling child services, like, hmm, police are taking away fuel from... People who have children, hmm, I wonder if this is a problem. Hmm, you know? Yeah. Cops are, like, actually hurting children. So I'm just going to read out a section of the charter, if you want to read mm-hmm. further in this article, which describes all the charter violations that's happening across Canada. And mm-hmm. please check out the Justice Center, because they're doing great work in defending Canadians against these stupid mandates. Section 2C of the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms protects, protects the law of... The right of all Canadians to gather and protest peacefully against or in favor of government laws and policies. Ottawa Police Chief Peter Slowly mentioned again, we're going to bring him back later, has oh, yeah. stated publicly that our truckers have the truckers have been peaceful and not caused any harm to Ottawa residents. Provided the truckers are peaceful, their protest in a public place is expressly protected by the charter. No duh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that the they're they're okay. So this is part of a bigger trend that is happening across Canada. One of the things that um, governments, uh, city officials, uh, RCMP, and all that kind of stuff, like they're trying to do is they keep calling all of these legitimate protests and peaceful protests illegal. And I mean, I even had a, a, whole, this, a whole debate with somebody that I know this week. It's like they kept calling, like, you know, saying, like, you know, oh, there's illegal, illegal, illegal. And I'm like, well, first of all, mm-hmm. even if it was illegal, even if it was, was illegal, uh, the law is the, not a law it's not a compass of morality. That's a human-made moral compass, and it can be wrong, first of all. But secondly, they're not even illegal. They're calling them illegal in order to, to get people like you to turn against them. Because they're you're like, oh, it's illegal, so you shouldn't say anything that's illegal. I'm like, no, they're legally allowed to protest and to blockade and to do this kind of stuff. Because like the idea that people have is that protests should never inconvenience anybody. Yeah. And that's just stupid. That yep, that, that literally is stupid. Like if it doesn't inconvenience anybody, then it really doesn't do anything. And um, yeah, so this is, so the thing is, all of these stories that we've covered, they're showing how um, how how totally like you know morally bankrupt mm-hmm. people in Ottawa and in all these cities. Yeah. Ottawa morally bankrupt. Ontario, because like the Ontario police, they're morally bankrupt. Yeah. The you know the the uh, Attorney General is morally bankrupt. The courts are morally bankrupt. Like the, yep. it, it's it's an it, it's endemic and it's baked it's into the entire of portions. It's it's pretty crazy. Like you were seeing so much 
mud and dirt and rot yeah. in our system. And it's, it's, it's almost like you go into a house that's been condemned and you're like, okay, we need to see what's, what the deal is here and all that. And the, the further you go in, the more you, now you're starting to find like rotten food and you're like, ugh, okay, that's gross. And then you go further in and it's like, oh, there's like actual like feces on the walls. You're like, okay, that's really gross. And also you go further in and then you start finding rats being on like, you know, dead animals. And so it's like the deeper you go, the more you're finding like, holy crap, this is like horrible. Yep. And I think this is what we're finding is that as these, officials and government uh, people, the media and all these people, as they're being pushed to the brink and they're getting desperate, it's like they're not hiding it anymore. And it's like, wow, like this is so much dirtier and more like rotten and more like putrid than you ever expected. I think a lot of Canadians are recoiling, watching what's happening. They're like, holy crap, I didn't realize the police were that that corrupt. I didn't Mm -hmm. realize the city officials were this like uh, this arrogant and smug and contemptible. I didn't realize Justin Trudeau was this like evil. Like like you're mm-hmm. seeing the the really ugly side of the people that are portraying themselves as the good guys. And so I'm glad it's happening because you're exposing the 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 putrid nature of these institutions and how utterly in need of reform they are yep. like they, you can't just fix them you almost have to purge them you do and it's something that i'm I'm really hoping to see so that's <clears throat> that's the big thing with uh the stories uh mm-hmm. but let's go into the next story which yeah, is let's, the let's do the shirt check speaking of like you know something else that uh, that kind of stinks <laughs> yeah let's do the shirt check shoot it <laughs> Okay, so this is a video, and this is a trailer for a show that's going to be premiering on Showtime. Hmm. It's called Everything's Gonna Be All White. <laughs> so this sounds horrifying, and we're going to break it down, so just get ready. It sounds very simple to like, very similar to the uh, Dear White People kind of show, yeah. wasn't it? Oh, it's, yeah. it's very similar. So Very cringy. Let's break it down, and then we'll kind of stop at various points. It's only two minutes long, so we're going to have a lot of extrapolation. Let's go. (laughs) Get in there. I think what annoys me most about white people is when they pretend like they're the victim. (laughs) What's also annoying is when they, you know, when they kill us. Verifiably false. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, what a way to start, hey? What a way to start. When they kill us. Well, it's like when you talk about that, like right there, that's a BLM talking point right Mm -hmm. there. It's like it's verifiably false that like cops are going around, running around, trying to kill black people everywhere. That's completely uh, a lie. But also the idea that like, you know, like, oh, like white people like playing the victim. I'm like, Jesse Smollett ring a bell or like the enormous amount of hate, like uh, a fake uh hate crime hoaxes that have mm-hmm. happened where and black people it's just it's it's pretty crazy yeah that bubba they, wallace. That they yeah bubba wallace like oh the news like you can't even fit your well, head and like the, the ridiculous thing of course like the the fake news from bubba wallace for this one supposed news 
which we mm-hmm. all know now was just a pull rope, and it was obvious because it had been there for a very long time, and really it was identical to every other pull rope. Yeah. <laughs> they sent 14 FBI agents to investigate this. Ah, so no, this is not like systemic injustice or systemic racism from mm-hmm. the authorities because mm-hmm. they are spending way beyond what is normal Yeah, for this type of supposed crime mm-hmm. by yeah. sending 14 agents to investigate a potential hate crime. And they even made a documentary. Did you hear about that? Oh, they did I a documentary. Know. Ridiculous. And they talked about how, like, oh, we all we all came together in support of this man who lied and made it sound like there's a hate crime when yeah, really everybody like knew there wasn't. Racist. And the guy and the guy himself, like Bubba Wallace, even said, like, oh, it's like, oh, you know the guys that didn't that didn't stand up and support you, but you never forget them. It's yeah. like it's like so so. I think that the motto or like the, the the phrase that I would think goes really well at the big the, at this whole little beginning part is make racism great again. Yeah. Which is what CRT is. Mm-hmm. Like this is this is like acceptable racism. Oh it so, is. Oh great yeah. start. And it continues. So let's keep going uh, on because it gets so much worse. Uh cringy. What is fragile about whiteness when everything has been constructed around it? Every part of who I am has been distorted. Okay, no. Everything, okay. (laughs) The society that we had, yes, in the 1960s, you could say that everything was at least somewhat fabricated around the promotion of the white race at the benefit of of other minorities. Yes. Mm -hmm. The fact that you had segregation, you you had still remnants of slavery, you had all these issues that were still prevalent before the civil rights movement. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's the thing. But they're acting as though there have, has not been any racial movement or any mm-hmm. racial change in America in the past 60 years. Mm-hmm. It's insane. And, of course, we're not even saying that, like, they're trying to say, oh, it's easier for white people. It's like, well, no, the only legitimate racism that's allowed by law in America is affirmative action, mm-hmm. which we all know is racist against whites and Asians. Mm-hmm. So do it's, not uh, feed us that crap. We know it's a lie. Ben Shapiro, ben Shapiro always always said the big thing that nobody could answer. It's like, if you could give me a solid example of systemic racism yeah. somewhere, anywhere, I will stand beside you and I will fight against it. Nobody could because it's invisible. It's like, yeah. ooh, it's in the ether. It's like a spirit that you can't grab or see. It's, just, it's out there. It's, it's like, a ghost. I think the whole idea of systemic racism, the idea that white people have this invisible uh, superpower that get, makes makes life easier for them. It's that is a legitimate conspiracy theory. Oh, it is. Speaking of conspiracy theories, that is the the most perfect example of conspiracy theory. You can't prove it. It's just you just believe it's it. Just it's like there. a cult. It's just there. just there. You just have to believe. If you believe it, then you can see it. <laughs> oh, that's not where I was going. You can see racism if you <laughs> if believe. You believe. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. I like that. That was that was perfect. <laughs> oh my goodness! I was like, that was just so funny. <laughs> okay, that was moving a little, on. Little hardly. Okay, go. Distorted <laughs> or criminalized. It's really just a bunch of white lies. Yeah, white lies. You're not patriots. You're ridiculous. 
Okay, can we stop that? Seriously? Can we address that lady? Yeah, please like, do. That is, that is like, is that not a perfect, perfect example of clear-cut racism? Yep. Like, let's define racism. Whiteness in America. Ignorance. Race, racism is yep. believing that one race of people is inferior to another race of people. They've completely redefined the, the phrase. And what it's done is it's basically in, emboldened racists. That's what it's done. It's This is why I say it's make racism great again. Mm -hmm. Because what she said is she basically made a sweeping generalization or overgeneralization about an entire class yeah. of people. Based How on is that race. not racism? It's yeah. like French people are dirty and smelly. Chinese mm -hmm. people, okay, they can't drive. Oh, yeah. women, uh, they're uh, you know they they are spend happy or like you know like like mm -hmm. these are these are kind of like generalizations. Well, they're crude generalizations for good reason. For good reason yeah, or bad. Some of them, like, some yeah. of them do have support. Uh, a kernel of truth. A but kernel of still... truth. Yeah, but there's still overgeneralizations based on race. Yeah, and especially if you let that, like, if if you hold these beliefs, <laughs> if you kind of think of them, and you say, "Well, it's like this is just a stereotype. It's kind of funny," and you mm -hmm. like, it's not racist to be like, "Oh, you're Asian, haha, <laughs> you can't drive." Like, it's not. <laughs> you're not discriminating against the person. You're just kind of poking fun to stereotype. But if you actually said, "Okay, like Asians have higher insurance premiums because of the stereotype that Asians can't drive." That would be active discrimination. Mm -hmm. It's if like, you, oh, you're Mexican. Oh, you're more likely to steal my car. So, uh, yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to lend you my car. Yeah, exactly. that would actually be an example of racism because it's like you're 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 making that grand assumption about somebody mm -hmm. and actually believing that 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 person because they're a certain group of people, another yeah. race, has oh they can't be trusted because they're Mexican mm -hmm. or oh you can't be trusted because you're African American. So you might you know I don't know, you might do something else. This yeah. is there's a good reason why we we've we don't do that anymore mm -hmm. because we we need to treat everyone equally and not make assumptions. This is why people always complain about racial profiling. It's like, oh, you're Muslim. Well, you might be a terrorist. It's like, yeah. well, no, no. You have to like have more than just a skin color mm -hmm. to have like to... reasonable suspicion that yeah. somebody might be up to no good. It can't just be skin color, right? But this is the problem with CRT and this this nonsense is that. They're actually justifying racism. Yeah. And of course, they'll say, obviously, the theory is it's a stupid theory, but people believe it is mm -hmm. that it, the only people who can be racist are the, uh, are the oppressors, which are the white people. Okay. Mm -hmm. But if you're oppressed, you can't be racist. Yeah. And so, what they've done is they've empowered people like her and like millions of others who believe in this nonsense. That they can't be racism, so they're they're now making it not only uh, acceptable but yeah. cheered to actually say racist things. Yeah, and that's the problem. The whole thing that they said before is like the the, the insurrection supposedly of the capital. People went, "You're not, you're not, well, you're not." Patriot. They're attributing it entirely to whites. Right, right. But they say like, "You're not, you're not patriots. You're ridiculous." And I'm like, "Well, yes, obviously." But any, yeah. how is that any more ridiculous than any of the BLM riots? 
Yeah. That happened it's the entire year ridiculous. before. Right? Because like it's it's like these stereotypes are like this is actually why this system is dangerous and it's problematic because yep. it's creating intentional divisions and it's pitting black people against white people. This is bad. Shouldn't be cheered. Yeah. That's my that's my thoughts, yeah. Yes. That's what I think. All right, moving on. White people, we are not your problem. You are. Should white people today feel any responsibility for slavery? <laughs> no! Hell yeah. No! 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 Stop, no. stop, stop. Go, go. Oh, I like anybody that attributes modern people, like myself, because I am, I'm not a descendant of slavers, but I've, I'm a descendant of a whole bunch of different fringes of white people. Mm-hmm. I am a European mutt, yes. Mm-hmm. I have everything from Sweden and Finland to Switzerland, France, Germany, and England. Mm-hmm. They're all white. I mm-hmm. have I hold no responsibility for slavery because guess what? I didn't do it. Stop yep. trying to hold people accountable for the sins that they did not commit simply mm-hmm. because you want to try and make another race feel bad for you not mm-hmm. accomplishing anything in your life. Yeah. I mean, there was a, there's an episode of uh, the show, like speaking of last man standing, what well, the, what's it like Tim Allen's like uh, boss, the owner of the company. Apparently there was an episode where he had like, there was a group from Spain, I think is where he's from. Yeah. And like, this is another group. And he's like, Oh, you're part of that group. It's like, mm. like he can't stand this guy. Yeah. Why? Is it because the guys are feud? Is it because because yeah. of a feud that happened like, like centuries ago. before, generations yeah. ago? That is what these people are advocating for. They're saying you're responsible for my feuds. suffering. First yeah. of all, first of all, the, the it's based on a lie. The idea that black people today are suffering because of that, like that is one hundred percent case by case by case. Yeah. Some black people aren't even from America, but mm-hmm. are living there. They're from like Jamaica. They're from like they you know Brazil. To they're from you. They're even from Africa itself. They may never have been involved in, in racism slavery. at all. Some, Aside from like white... ancestors, their ancestors were probably enslaved in Africa by other blacks. Yeah. Yes, and if you're white, guess what? Which you may still have come exists. from Australia. You may have come from like the Denmark. You can be, you may have come from yeah. so many places. From Canada. Yeah. And then on top of that, let's put it this way. It's like if your dad was guilty of killing a man, holding you responsible for that murder is immoral. I've actually, I I cannot believe that I've actually talked, I've actually listened to a podcast. I had to stop listening because I was like, I can't believe that they're actually giving this guy uh, a pass on on the insanity that he's paddling. He, He wanted to claim that he comes from a CRT affirming church. Yeah. And that somehow that was like true Christianity. And I was like, you can't even affirm forgiveness. Yeah. He, he basically could not get there. He's like, he's like, if you're saying we need to forget about the past of the wrong, we just pretend that they didn't happen. I'm like, no, no but it's forgiveness. You can't, you can't even, you can't even accept the concept of forgiveness. You're just judging an entire, an entire group based on their skin color. So the problem here is that no, nobody should be held accountable. Should we learn from the past? Should we make amends for real, like actual injustices and try to make the world a better place? Absolutely. 
But this is not the way. This is just blaming everyone for everything. And it's just it's a, it's a terrible way to yep. create a terrible society. Go on. Moving on. White Jesus or black Jesus? Jesus was not white. Think of the It wasn't black. Nobody makes that argument. He was not black. Jesus walked around with blonde hair and blue eyes. Oh, oh, you know who did? It's the end of the world. For us, you know who did, Stephen? The end of the world already happened like multiple times. Yeah, mostly by other native cultures. Yeah, you know who who was uh, like possibly blonde or uh, or, or light light skinned? Muhammad, of all yep. people. Mm-hmm. That was crazy. But yeah, Jesus was like most likely Middle Eastern. Yeah, he was not black. <laughs> Looks like your typical Israeli. He does. Because Go guess figure. what? That's where he came from. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Go figure. <laughs> Go figure. Because nobody has ever made the argument that Jesus was white, ever. I actually had a conversation with a, a black Hebrew Israelite um, who was, and he was actually trying to argue that Jesus was black. And I'm like, what makes you think he's black? And he's like, well, because look at where he came from. I'm like, yes, but he was from a race of people that were mm-hmm. so like serious about making sure that they, not only that they didn't intermarry with outsiders, but that they kept it all in the family. Mm-hmm. In other words, Israelis didn't, didn't intermingle with black people from Ethiopia, and particularly like you know with marriages and all that kind of stuff. The, the it was rare, if not like unheard downright of. like you know unheard of, to have a black person as yep. part of a Jewish community yeah. in Israel. So Jews don't give were, me that. Yeah, they were fairly discriminatory. <clears throat> they were. That was kind of part of their it's thing. Part of their thing. That's it's their unfortunate shtick. history, but it's reality. It is. Well, let's go on to their, these people's depictions of reality. Symbols and monuments, these are mementos of racism. Bring that statue down. What about TCBY yogurt or something? Everybody can get behind. (laughs) No, it's just like, these people just forget the entire aspect of why history is important. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's like mm-hmm. these these statues and these memoriums. Mm-hmm. And like, yes, there are certain people in history who were honored for the wrong reasons. I would sure. fully support taking down the statue to Hitler, Stalin, or Mao. Or these people like, do not uh, need to be commemorated. Well, uh, Bedford uh, Forrest or something like that, yeah. like the founder of like, the Ku Klux Klan, things like that. Yeah, yeah, these are horrible people. But some of these people have very unique histories. Like mm-hmm. Robert E. Lee, that whole statue Charlottesville issue. Robert mm-hmm. E. Lee was, was not a huge a, he was not a proponent of slavery. He was a very commendable guy. Like he I, was. I, I I studied I studied Civil War history. Robert E. Lee was a brilliant man. He was also a very noble like like he was legitimately mm-hmm. a good man. I'm like wow. Like and the more I learned about him the yep. more I'm like man I admire this man. Oh yeah totally and, and the thing is, he was a man of his time. Yes. Like the problem is, here's the problem with uh, the left today. Very huge problem. They they judge the past by modern standards. Yeah. This is what they did with Joe Rogan. They they threw him under the bus for for a, a rule that mm-hmm. only that we only we only really, really follow today, yeah. but didn't apply back you then. You could still quote things and not be considered racist ten years ago. But this is the new game this that they're is playing. Twenty twenties. Yes, and so this is the thing: is that that this is this is like a Trojan horse. Mm-hmm. Mar- this is Marxism 
pretending to be like you know like oh yeah. sensitive about uh, you know uh, about people today and their sensitivities mm -hmm. like no well, this it, is marxism oh it is marxism and if like if you can and what you were saying about like considering them and judging them by the standards of the day not the standards of today like mm -hmm. george washington abraham even abraham lincoln mm -hmm. would be considered a racist which is why some of his statues have or, like have been taken down and like there was a school in san francisco was mm -hmm. like, well, Abraham Lincoln didn't do enough to help black people. Are you freaking joking? The guy contributed more to ending <laughs> slavery in America than no, any he, president prior. Ended slavery. He ended slavery. Yeah, that's why he contributed more. But oh, he mm -hmm. didn't do enough for blacks in America. Shut the f up. You're an idiot. Moving on. The truth has to that be told story. about history. <laughs> yeah, truth has to be told about history. We're telling it. You're not. Oh, by the way, uh, if you Google PLC, PLC sure PLB, you're not going to get these the stories are results told from our perspective. There's always hope. No saying we don't give up. It's about obliterating systemic. Yeah. Okay. Did you did you notice that picture of like the people marching? The do you know what that do you know what that group is? Black Panthers. Well, it's actually I don't I forget the name of it, but I remember there was a video. I think it was in 2020 around the time of the George Floyd riots, and okay. there was a group of those people. And I yeah. have to look up the name. And, dangerous Violent Militants. Oh, Dangerous Violent Militants. And they were walking around with AR-15s. Mm. And they're like, yeah, if we see any white people in the streets, we're going to shoot them. In the face. Like, these are dangerous, violent terrorists. Mm -hmm. Legitimate terrorists. Not, mm -hmm. ooh, the people who were protesting and like questioning the election were terrorists. But no, mm -hmm. these are people who say, if you are a different race than I am, then I am okay to shoot you. Because my race is superior to your race. Guess what? They are racists, mm -hmm. and we're not. I think the uh, the best way to kind of define what they're like is this that little segment we just watched. That's a perfect example. What it is, it's it's like Che Guevara. Yeah. Okay. Che Guevara is held up as this icon of like revolution and freedom and mm -hmm. fighting for, for what's right and all that. Mm -hmm. But people don't know that he is legitimately a, a horrible, horrible human being. He was not the hero that he was held, held up and, you know, like uh, people like called him up. And, he was a horrible human being. He is not a hero. But this is exactly what they are. Because remember, that the whole little section there, that was them. Look at them. They're dancing. They're happy. Well, like a black guy's like, hey, what's yeah. up, my brother? And they, well, they're super happy, right? They're saying, well, and like the words that they're highlighting with that. And it's like, well, this is not the end. Like there's still hope. And it's like, yeah. you're saying that the only way to have a better society in America and the only way you can have black people have hope is if mm -hmm. there is armed revolution to overthrow the white dictators and put all black people in charge. It's basically and treat whites as second class citizens. That's how these people see hope. Yeah. That is, this is basically like the, this whole thing is, is like, I mean, the whole movement, it, it resembles a Quentin Tarantino movie. Mm -hmm. Cause if you know anything about Quentin Tarantino, all of his movies are revenge flicks. Yeah. Like, um, Django Unchained was a revenge flick and the whole concept of the movie was like white people, bad, you know, black people, good. And mm -hmm. him killing like people everywhere was good. Uh, Kill Bill was all revenge flick, you know, like these are all like glorifying the idea that revenge is awesome and good and you should like celebrate it. That's what this is. Like the problem is these people uh, and these videos and these whole things, they portray them as the good guys. They portray them as these are the nice, friendly, kind people. 
and they and they are to each other and to the people they agree with. Yeah. The second they run into somebody they don't like or somebody that they don't agree with, Ooh. they are the nastiest people nastiest, you would ever people. ever imagine running into. Like it's 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 actually quite a, quite remarkable. And it's they it's they, they have too. this veneer. Yeah. Yeah, but moving on. And institutionalized racism doesn't exist. This is a wild place, y'all. It's a wild place. I know Harriet and Frederick be up there just like, what is they going to do? Yes, probably. Yeah, what are they going to do? Like, they're sh like, they're turning over their graves. Yeah. Be like, like oh, well, how are we going to respond to our quest, like, potential or, like, supposed and assumed racism? More <laughs> racism! <laughs> Yeah, Harriet Tubman's looking down. It's like it's like you were the chosen ones. You were supposed to like destroy racism, you were not to join it. <laughs> yeah, not join them. Oh wait, that's right. You did crap. Uh, it's it's this so. this is like the epitome of putting a nice shiny veneer racism. Yeah, which is really you just shined up a turd. Congratulations, yeah. you guys suck. Yeah. All right, let's it's a turd cover with here. like chocolate coating. Oh, there's nothing there. Okay, whatever. So, Man. yeah, that was that was horrifying adventures and racism. From the Showtime. ultimate cringe fest. The ultimate cringe fest. Yeah, the ultimate Lovely. cringe fest. And thankfully, yeah. it is over. It was only two minutes, but it's two minutes that we will never get back. <laughs> Hopefully not. Yeah. So let's quickly but, talk about some of the things. In Ontario and BC. Yeah, this is we're gonna do the week, aren't we? Well, we're gonna quickly talk about how Ontario. Oh no, no, sorry, sorry. sorry. Yeah. <laughs> sorry to turn off the shrewd check. I'm very sorry. So Ontario Health Minister <laughs> says no plans to trough vast backsports or mask, you scumbag. <laughs> Despite announcements mm -hmm. from Alberta, Saskatchewan, PEI, Ontario Health Minister Christine Elliott has said the Ford government does not plan on ending its vaccine passport system. Or mask mandate anytime soon. We have no plans currently to drop the passport vaccination situation or masking, said Elliot in a press conference on Wednesday. We believe that masking is going to be important for some time to come. You freaking idiot. Freaking idiot. We talked it shows about you what, I, what, I, what I said before. Yeah. Yeah. It shows you what I said before. These people are holding their problems as hostage. Yeah, they are. They're not they're not your friends. They're not even public servants. They're at this point they're occupiers and they're holding your, your entire populace. Oh, yeah. You know, hostage. They're dangling freedom in front of you, and they're like, oh, if you comply with every single thing we do, then we'll give back a tidbit of your freedom until and, we deem they, it necessary to take it away from you again. And, and they're so arrogant that they will never, ever justify. They'll never even prove what that... Yeah. They're just telling you, we, we know the science. We know that the best way forward is masking. I'm like, prove it. Prove it. It's like... We don't need to prove anything because we have the science. We on our are side. the science. Like we Dr. are Fauci the science. Says, I am the <laughs> exactly. science. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. And then, of course, quickly talking about BC, which is bringing in vaccine mandate for all remaining healthcare workers, which is going to fire a whole bunch of people. And guess what? It's going to put extra strain in their healthcare system, which they're going to blame yes, on the unvaccinated because they're a bunch of lying hacks. So more than three months. They can't help it. Yeah, three months after promising to require all healthcare workers to be vaccinated, the province is finally implementing the policy. Provincial mm -hmm. health officer Dr. Bonnie Henry announced on Wednesday that family doctors, dentists, chiropractors, physiotherapists, and pharmacists will be required to be vaccinated by March 24th. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a process in place for medical exemptions, which can be submitted to her office, but 
as we know, <laughs> medical exemptions yeah, are, are pretty much not they don't exist. Never given. No, no. Never it's actually a really simple process that they have. So you send them your medical exemption. They and take they it and they put it. it in the shredder. No, they put yeah. it in the shredder. Ooh, they put it and then the it just disappears, Ooh. you know? Yeah. yeah. Gone forever. This is the problem Gone with the, these these um, these health officials is that, uh, like, this is going to hurt even more people. Family yeah, doctors absolutely. who, like, literally have an actual relationship with their patients who refuse to get these vaccines, they don't care. That, that That's going to be their answer. Like, what about my doctor, my family doctor who actually cares about me and wants to, like, oh, yeah. you know, knows my history and all that? Nope, doesn't They're mean. like, oh, we don't care. What about yeah. my physiotherapist? And, like, you know, they, they know my history. They know how to work with me and all that kind of stuff. We don't care. No. What about, like, you know, we don't care. Comply what about we don't or care? be we, we don't care. Do what we say, and then we might let you out. This is basically, like, not – it's like uh, like like the, all of those movies where you see somebody, like, a home invasion – and they basically hold you against your will. They're like, you know, if you stay quiet, if you don't make a fuss, we'll let you go. It's like, how do we know? We'll let you it's live. Like, trust us. We'll, trust us, yeah. Like, That's basically what you're it invading is. So my house and you're breaking my things. Trust us. Trust us. Yeah. But we, I've seen your face. Yeah, but that's not trust really relevant. Us. Trust us. No. <laughs> no, we won't. Ugh. Yeah. Anyways. Like, because we're Canada person, has... Yeah. You, Canada has the worst case of Stockholm Syndrome I have ever seen. Yeah. And some of it is due to the people who are involved in the co-douche twins of the week. Oh, boy. So let's transition to that. Douche of the week. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, as we said, it's going to be a conjoined twin douche of the week between... Jim Watson and Peter Slowly. Oh, so starting luck. off with Jim Watson. So no evidence truckers involved with arson. We talked about this on Tuesday, but mm -hmm. the mayor of Ottawa blames convoy anyway. Without any mm -hmm. evidence, Ottawa Mayor Jim Watson said during a Monday council meeting that a weekend arson attempt in an apartment building in the city clearly demonstrates the malicious intent of the truckers convoy in Parliament Hill. Police have only begun to investigate the matter and have provided no evidence to suggest the suspects were involved with the Freedom Convoy protests. Yesterday, not. we learned of the horrific story that clearly demonstrates the malicious intent of the protesters occupying our city. Mm -hmm. On Sunday morning, two young men entered the lobby of the building on Le Liskar Street, where they proceeded to light fire starter bricks near the elevators before taping up door handles so residents would struggle to get out during a fire. We clearly covered that the two people that were arrested were part of Antifa. And yet the mayor blamed the play that protesters video? anyway. Sure. This one? And particularly those in the yeah. areas directly it's affected it. by the ongoing truck convoy occupation. occupation. What was initially described as a peaceful protest is now Still turned is. into a siege of our downtown area. No. As we convene all language. a special meeting today, I'm asking all members of council to continue to work with our municipal, provincial, and federal partners to find ways to regain control of our city. Nous devons mm -hmm. continuer à travailler avec nos partenariats municipaux. Nah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Cut it out there. Yeah, it's French. Basically, but what, what happens here is like, you know, okay, you, okay. One thing I want people to remember when you hear about these, these guys and all that, these guys don't operate in a vacuum. They're not, this isn't just a guy who like, you know, I don't know, like, you know, had a family and, you know, like worked in a, you know, an office building and decided to be like, you know, at the good old mayor. These people have 
their hands in a lot of like you know like pies. They 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 are either connected to groups or they have some like the, whenever you work in government at this level, you're usually corrupted. Like yeah. Mayor Nenshi, like our our famous like you know former mayor here, mm. like by the end people knew. People knew, and there was so much evidence out there that he had some extremely uh, shady associations and shady, like, you know, mm -hmm. other kind of, uh, you know, like, basically, yeah, corruption. He had no love and no respect for Calgarians. He was working for someone else. Yeah. And he's, his interests were whatever other interests out there. Jim Watson is no different. Yeah. So when you, you see him, don't think of a, you know, like a, a, a you know, like a, a guy, a nice guy from from Ottawa. He's legitimately uh, a, a compromised, like you know, public official. Yep. And you he can is. see it by how he responds. Mm -hmm. He knows he's lying. Don't 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 believe the lie that uh, oh he doesn't know. Like no no no. He knows. Do not give him that. He knows he's lying. He's doing it on purpose. Everything that he's he saying is totally totally planned out. He he even had somebody at PR. Right up, like this is the language you use. This is how you use it. These are corrupted people, yeah. and 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 sadly, a lot of these people have either they have something that they're going to lose, so they're 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 willing to to act in uh, immoral ways to do it. That's Jim Watson. Yes, it is. So don't give them the benefit of the doubt. Mm -hmm. So further making him a douche of the week. This is a, a tweet from Jim Watson. I want to sincerely thank the team at GoFundMe for listening to the plea made by the city and the Ottawa police to no longer provide funds to the convoy organizers. In light of the unlawful, unlawful behavior that transpired over the last few lie. days, they have come to the right mm -hmm. decision in support of our city and our residents. It's a lie. These protesters have been holding our city hostage. Nope. Nope. And I'm hoping that limited their access to funding and resources will restrict their ability to remain in Ottawa. Shut up. Mm -hmm. No, they're going to remain mm -hmm. there. I'm imploring similar crowdfunding platforms to take the same position and not enable the group in its fundraising efforts, which would deal a blow to our efforts to put an end to this occupation. It's not oh, yeah. an, an occupation. occupation. That's, this is design language. It's totally on purpose. They're trying to delegitimize de the protesters. These are legitimate protesters. They're lawful protesters like the JCCF showed. I mean, I'll give you an example. Um like uh, of of how totally and, and completely like immoral what GoFundMe did. GoFundMe said uh, in their statement, they're like, "Oh, we they started good, but now they're involved in like all sorts of now shady things and terrorism and violence, and terrorism and all that." And it's like, hmm, GoFundMe uh, was part of a fundraising campaign for Chaz. Yeah, Chaz was the occupation, the legitimate. That would actually be an actual occupation an actual of an entire occupation. city. Yep. of an actual well, city. They, they called it the what was it? So Chop, the initial one, mm -hmm. or no, Chaz and Chop. They changed it to yeah. Chop later on. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, the, the name actually. The, Chaz was the autonomous zone. Yeah. And it's like, uh, you cannot declare yourself an autonomous zone from the government. No. That's Sometimes I would oh. like to declare my, my house an autonomous zone from the government, but you can't just yeah. do that. But GoFundMe funded them. They oh, didn't they, cancel they openly, their funding towards them. They openly them. advertised for them. They did. And they also and, openly supported... Oh, what was that guy's name? The guy that got shot in the back seven times and lived. Oh, um, Jacob Blake? Yeah, Jacob Blake. That guy was yeah. a legitimate rapist. He was. Like, his girlfriend called on him because he was about... Mm -hmm. He was threatening and he was going to kidnap her... Steal her car and kidnap her kids. Yep. And yet GoFundMe, GoFundMe totally... funded him. 
and yeah. he got two million dollars from it from GoFundMe. That yeah. is a joke. So, like, do not think that GoFundMe, GoFundMe is a platform of righteousness. No, GoFundMe. Uh, I remember I, I saw this uh, tweet before, and I actually went to verify in the App Store myself. Uh, GoFundMe, the app, has gotten absolutely destroyed by one-star reviews. They have gotten absolutely annihilated by one-star reviews. And people, of course, are saying what you'd expect. Like, their reputation is demolished. Yeah. And people, they're going to lose millions in, um, in like, lost revenues and lost, like, you know, like, people aren't going to use them anymore. And also, they're also going to, they've also lost a lot of money from chargebacks for good reason. This is why... Like people may say, like you know, oh, it's not their fault. They were pressured by big corporate interests, and I'm like, no. I mean, I at to, to some degree you can say that, but they this isn't doesn't this didn't happen in isolation. This is a pattern that GoFundMe this. This was just the most egregious one yeah. of all the ones that they did. So yeah, again, well, the other one that they Gibson, did was as we've covered multiple times a few months ago, Kyle Rittenhouse. Yeah, Kyle Rittenhouse had money for yeah. his defense because it was legitimately self-defense, right? And GoFundMe said, "Nope, we're not going to support white supremacists without any yeah. hint of information or yeah, hint of assume. evidence that he's a white supremacist." They simply did mm -hmm. it because it was something their establishment thugs and the left wanted them to do. Yeah. So, um, if you, if you, if you or anybody else you know um, uses like a, a crowd crowdfunding thing don't just go don't just go fund me don't support them they, they really don't deserve your your support uh because they they legitimately are uh corrupt to the core they shouldn't oh, yeah, be they shouldn't get your money yeah. um but someone else that's corrupt to the core the other co-douche of the week mm -hmm. let's talk about peter slowly oh that's so great. the police chief of the Ottawa police service in canada has threatened to arrest and prosecute any member of his department who provides food water or other logistics Support to the Freedom Convoy truckers protesting the country's insane COVID-19 vaccine mandates. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Quote, there is no facilitation of food, water, fuel, logistics, or funding by any members of this police service or any other police service that I am aware of, aware of Chief Peter slowly announced last week. Mm -hmm. And how long is this video? There is no facilitation of food, water, fuel, logistics, or funding by any member of this police service or any other police service that I am aware of. Let me repeat, there is no supply of food, water, fuel, logistics, or anything else that relates to enabling this demonstration by any member of the Ottawa Police Service or any other police service that I am aware of. Should that mm -hmm. information come to me, you can be clear, as Chief of I'll Police punish you. in this service, I will conduct a full investigation I will use the full extent of the Police Service Act and, if relevant, mm -hmm. the criminal code to pursue charges mm -hmm. against such a member who would do that. Who would do there that? There is no facilitation. How dare How you dare he? feed people who are hungry? How dare you? <coughs> this guy is an absolute, like, you know, oh. like, like he, he is the scum he of the earth. He is oh, scum he's of the literally earth like, he's an absolute authoritarian. Oh, and it's, it's the thing is, like, you have to remember. Put this in the big, bigger picture, okay? Justin Trudeau does not want to do what the truckers are demanding, okay? He also knows that they can't just kick them out. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of things that, that that are at play that they know that they can't do that. Well, and of so course, the he... military and the tow trucks have refused to do it, so they can't just kick yes. them out. Yes, so they can't kick them out. And so what are they trying to do? They're trying to, like, starve them out 
or smoke them out in whatever way they can. So this is why Trudeau, the mayor of like Ottawa, and, and the, the uh, and the police chief, and then on top of that, the the, the courts because they Ooh. use the courts to make yeah. that injunction for the honking, and the courts to like make the injunction about the funding, and they they pressured GoFundMe to to drop their funding. They they're they're so corrupt. Again, their motto is ends justify the means. That is always their motto. These are crooked people and they're working together. And sadly, this is why so many people have like declared that they're they're quitting the police force, they're quitting like all these things because they're they're sick and tired of um of being asked to do horrible things. One one person I talked to actually said that what they've done by confiscating the fuel of the um, confiscating the fuel of the of the protesters, uh, that that's actually considered a war crime. Yeah, like that actually like there's the legitimate like crimes that they have done that they're guilty of that they should be charged for. They're yeah. breaking the laws like straight up, and they don't care. These are <laughs> no, these are don't. nasty, cruel, terrible, immoral people. people. Yep. they really are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's no defense. There's no defense. But to add even know. more fuel to the fire. Ooh, so, I like how you did that. Yeah. The chief of police worked for the company that built the vaccine tracking system for the feds. Ugh. Mm. So the Jamaican board police chief in Candace Capital City worked for the multinational consulting firm De- Deloitte. Before Deloitte, he yeah. took over the Ottawa police force, Deloitte operates the vaccine tracking system for the Canadian federal government and also for the Centers for Disease Control. Peter slowly mm-hmm. collected years of income from Deloitte, and now he's trying to use the power of government to voice the freedom truckers out of Ottawa. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this this guy is just an absolute scum. There's They're no all... defense for anything that he's doing, or anything yeah. that Jim Watson is doing, or anything that Justin Trudeau is doing, or anything that any of these corrupt premiers and corrupt mayors are doing to foist upon their people to try and take away their human rights. Mm-hmm. And to impose their will based on this hint or this idea, this false idea of safety. Yeah. You have to remember that everyone in, everyone in parliament and everyone in these governments and these police, they all have uh, conflicts of interest. Mm-hmm. Because they have, like, all of them have some form of, uh, like, something that they stand to gain from these policies. Justin Trudeau, like, let, make no mistake, he will never concede to stopping the mm-hmm. mandates because he there he has too much to gain and too much to lose mm-hmm. by by giving them up. Because to yeah. him, there's there's a profit there, there's mm-hmm. power there, there's all sorts of things. He has an agenda and he cannot yeah. give it up. This is why the truckers and what they're doing is heroic because they are forcing. Someone who will never, ever give you your freedom back. That's why I was actually a little, little peeved when Candace Bergen, I think it was, yeah. I don't know if it was today or something like that. She actually like went out and said like to the truckers, like, you know, message received. Now it's time for you to go home. And I'm like, nope. no, 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 Bergen. no, 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 never. Like that is a, that is an absolutely terrible thing for you to do. Well, it's a concession. It's a concession. Because it's it's like it's like, it's like oh, oh you've, you've done what you came to you. do and it's like no trust us trust us we will make sure you're heard it's like no we don't trust you 
We yeah. haven't you haven't done anything for us for two years. You got to earn that. You trust. voted you, to you support Air No Tool. Guess what? You don't have our trust. Yeah. yeah, and you've you've supported this entire like charade for two years, mm-hmm. and now like it's, I'm sorry, no, like it's like you, like whatever the reason why she kind of like you know went that went that route or not, like you know like I I don't know what it is, but honestly, no, no, it's like like the it, enough is enough. Politicians have uh, have not acted in the best interest of Canadians. And I'm so proud of these truckers for what they're doing. Yeah. But these these men, make no mistake, these are corrupt, compromised, mm-hmm. evil men. And they don't deserve the positions that they're in. And they're not they're not interested in Canadians. They're not interested in their people in their city. This this man, uh Peter Slally, he cares nothing for his police officers. Nothing. Nothing. There are police officers in the Ottawa police force that are literally grieved and horrified <laughs> at what they're being asked to do, and he couldn't care less. Mm-hmm. He literally couldn't. He is that morally corrupt. Yeah. There are people in Ottawa who absolutely love and support the Freedom Convoy, and uh, you know the the mayor of uh, the mayor of Ottawa. He's pretending like every single citizen in Ottawa hates these people, and it's just not true. Well, and he's pretending he's- that anyone who does is doing so for terroristic or white supremacist or nationalist or any of these stupid means, which he's trying to accuse them of with no evidence. Yeah. These are the kind of people that if you had them as neighbors, you would, you would legitimately consider moving. Well, these, these are the kind of neighbors like Rand Paul had where it's like, Oh, you have a difference of opinion. So I'm going to shoot you. Mm -hmm. Like Like these are the kind of people these people are. Yeah. I think I, I heard a I heard a story today. Uh, somebody was uh, working for an airline, and they said like when when Jason Kenny was getting off the plane, uh, they said, like where they said little entourage and all that kind of stuff. That he was apparently wearing earmuffs and all that. And he was like, "Why is he wearing earmuffs?" And some guy basically like went over. He's like, "Oh yeah, so he's doing that because he legitimately doesn't want people to talk to him." Mm-hmm. It was like, "Oh, so much for the." You know, open like that, that homely, like you know, a cowboy, like you know, you know, like yeah, like it's like legitimately a guy who yeah. couldn't care less about the little man, yeah. about the little guy. Mm-hmm. These people, like, like this is a, the a, a theme, a thread that's gone through this whole thing. Well, it, no, so the thread that's gone through all of the stories that we covered today is yeah. people who pretend that they are the the good guys, that they are the morally upright people, that they are the they're the the arbiters of truth and and the good people. And yet, in reality, they are rotten and mm-hmm. and uh, and putrid inside. They are they are literally bad people. Oh yeah. And so we want you to see that these are not good people, and they shouldn't they, they shouldn't garner neither your sympathy nor your respect. Nor Jim, your uh, what was his name? Jim, um, uh, the 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 mayor. Oh, Jim. Uh, I can't remember his actual name. You have it there. Jim Watson. Jim Watson. Jim Watson. Okay. So Jim Watson and Peter Slawley, these are not good people. And I'm not saying like I I, I legitimately like want them to suffer. I'm I'm no, like, they don't deserve not. to be in the positions that they are because well, they, they're, they they're deserve to face justice. And yeah. justice for these people would be evicting them them from their positions and, and punishing and the, them for their crimes. And yeah, punishing them for their crimes. Like yeah. Jim Watson should be charged with theft. And Definitely. slander. And slander. And then mm-hmm. slowly should be charged with 
a war whole crimes, bunch of different things. Yeah. Like what he's doing war crimes people... and other yeah. really terrible offenses. Mm-hmm. Like, these people should be put in jail for a very, very long time. I'm mm-hmm. not advocating for violence against them, but I'm simply saying that the system, if the system worked properly, would put mm-hmm. these people in jail and throw away the key. That's what we're advocating for. Justice, mm-hmm. not vengeance. We talked about this on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. We're wanting a system where the law is respected mm-hmm. and where those who violated, no matter what position of power they have, whether they be politicians, cops, or health officials, mm-hmm. should all be put on the same chopping block and face the same laws that every other citizen does. If I hold someone in their house and say, you have to stay there and I'm taking away your right to peacefully assemble and your right to go out as you see fit, then I Mm -hmm. would be charged. Guess what? We say we want the same thing for politicians, for police, and for health officials because these people have done it to us for almost two years now. Mm -hmm. And some of them want to continue it indefinitely. Mm -hmm. And that is why these two... These two twins of evil are the douches of the week. Amen. That is going to be the end of today's show. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. If you're following us on BitChute, YouTube, or Rumble, this video is probably not going up on YouTube, mm-hmm. then <laughs> like, share, comment, subscribe. You know the drill. Please check out our website, which is over here. Mm-hmm. It has a whole bunch of resources. It has links for vaccines, for va- masks, for lockdowns. Um... And it also has ways that you can contact us if you want mm-hmm. to have a segment on the show, if you want to ask us some questions, and just generally engage with us. We like fan appreci- We have a appreciation for our fans, Amen. and they're always growing, which is great. Mm-hmm. And if you're following us on our podcast platforms like Spotify, Apple Music, any of those, then send us an email. Because if you try and comment on these platforms, we just don't see it. And we're very sorry for that. And then, of course, if you're following us on social media, like Facebook, Twitter, or Gitter, then give us a review. Give us a like. Give us a comment. Let us know how we're doing and how we can improve. Because we're always seeking to improve and making our content better. That's why this past week, we added these little rotating bars of color. Because it makes our content look cooler. Feel special. And more special and edgy and attractive. Amen. Because that's what we can do. Mm-hmm. So, Danny, what are we all about here? We're all about uh, at the Shrewd Dudes. We'd like to always remind you, all our fans and all our people watching, why be rude when you can, you be, can shrewd. be shrewd. All right. That's going to be the end of today's show. Um, on Saturday, if you're in the Calgary area, we're going to be at the Freedom Rally at 1 p.m. at Central Memorial Park. Uh, I'm going to have a few members of my family there. And hopefully including my mother. So that's me pretty dope. Cool. And so, yeah, if you're out there, like, send us a link on Facebook or Gitter, and we'll see about meeting up and talking. Because that'd be pretty dope. Amen. And meeting our fans. And we might even be able to go out to, you know, a restaurant to eat. Afterwards. Yeah, we might go able to. A... Right? Oh, that I know. Well, we're going to do that. I'm going to do that with my wife on Sunday. Cool. Because uh, um, our friends are taking the kids out. For a Super Bowl party. Cool. And so it's going to be just Steph and I and Steph's like sushi. And I'm like, yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. It's going to happen. Let's have sushi. Mm -hmm. So, all right. We'll see everybody Tuesday. Have a great and fantastic weekend. We hope to see anybody who comes out. 
And as always, God bless. Good night, everybody.